Melbourne, your City of Melbourne magazine, December 2017 to January 2018. This audio magazine has been recorded by Vision Australia on behalf of the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. Your narrator is David Trudinick. The recording lasts for approximately one hour and 15 minutes overall. Here's what's inside. Lord Mayor's message. Melbourneian of the year. Your say. Becky's Urban Collage, Queen Victoria Market open for business, Sunday at the Baths, Pathways provide hope, inspiring urban thinkers, Mission boosts business, Startup snaps, Events calendar, Discover a festive wonderland, New Year's Eve, Santa's little helper, Good access is good business, Culture lab artist shines, City Treasures on Show, The Master of All Meter Men, Redundant Roads Go Green, Coda Dojo Carlton, Ink in the Blood, In Brief, Your Council, Council Meetings, Lord Mayor's Commendations, Contact, Closing Announcement. On the cover, Dolly from Joe Lutzi Flowers at Queen Victoria Market amid a bounty of festive blooms. Lord Mayor's Message from Robert Doyle The Christmas and New Year's season is a magical time in the City of Melbourne. This year's Christmas festival will look very different as we don't have the use of City Square, which usually hosts our Christmas hub, due to Metro Tunnel Works. Rather than see this as a problem, the City of Melbourne has treated it as an opportunity to try something new and exciting. The Christmas Hub will be at St Paul's Court in Federation Square and will also be spreading the Christmas cheer further by incorporating our famous laneways. Read on to find out more about what we have in store for you this festive season. It's an exciting time in our city and a prosperous, busy period for our retail and hospitality sectors, buoyed by many more visitors shopping and enjoying summer attractions and events. And, of course, the warmer weather. As we delight in this special time with loved ones, it is also timely to reflect on those who are less fortunate or struggling. Christmas and New Year are often the most difficult and lonely times for these people. There are many ways you can help. By giving to a charity, such as the Salvation Army, Melbourne City Mission or Launch Housing, or by volunteering your time. But do not give money to beggars. This entrenches homelessness and does nothing to help people on a pathway off the street. The City of Melbourne has compiled a booklet of services available called Helping Out, which may give you some ideas or inspiration. The booklet and map include information about food, accommodation, health services, drug and alcohol services, services for women and legal advice from more than 70 organisations throughout the city. As the mercury rises, we are also cognizant of the health and well-being of people who are experiencing homelessness or are doing it particularly tough and give out free pool and movie passes to offer some relief to those who need it. In partnership with Launch Housing and Melbourne City Mission's Front Yard Youth Service, the City of Melbourne has funded a homelessness daily support team. 
This team is made up of skilled specialist housing workers who deliver outreach services to people who are sleeping rough. We also have a new online tool and priority phone number for people to report homelessness issues, their concerns, complaints or to request a clean-up. We have a formal protocol with Victoria Police which guides our response to homelessness issues in the city. We act swiftly, comprehensively and within existing laws to remove group encampments that affect public safety and amenity, while ensuring that the most vulnerable people have access to the services they need. To find out more, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash homelessness. On behalf of the City of Melbourne, I wish you a happy Christmas and a safe and enjoyable summer. Signed, Lord Mayor Robert Doyle, AC. Twitter, at Lord Mayor Melb. The accompanying photo shows Major Brendan Nottle from the Salvation Army and Lord Mayor Robert Doyle, AC, at the launch of a pop-up shop selling coffee and clothing to raise funds for homelessness services. Melburnian of the Year, Susan Alberti, AC. Passionate diabetes crusader and proud footy lady, Susan Alberti, AC, has been named Melburnian of the Year. From powerhouse businesswoman in the construction industry to vice president of her beloved Western Bulldogs, Susan's successes have been vibrant and numerous. However, her biggest dream is still to come. I have had three big wishes in life. To see my team win a premiership, to help establish a women's football league and to find a cure for type 1 diabetes. I'm still working on the last one, Susan said. Through her foundation, Susan has so far raised $100 million for medical research, inspired by a pledge made to her daughter, Danielle, who died in her arms mid-flight due to complications from diabetes. Despite the tragedies she has faced, including her own battle with lymphoma, Susan's passion and positivity endure. And her reaction to being named Melburnian of the Year was a humble, Why me? I am proud to be a girl from Melbourne, so I am honoured to be included in the Melbourne Awards, Susan said. I love the city's arts, culture and sport, but I don't think many people realise that our medical research is also some of the best in the world. Every day I am grateful to be in this town, not least because without the incredible medical research, doctors and staff here in Melbourne, I wouldn't be alive. These experiences make you re-evaluate your life. We have a lot to be thankful for. Beyond her tireless efforts towards a cure for diabetes, Susan is also a strong advocate for preventative health and well-being across our community, particularly in relation to dementia and childhood obesity. I would like to see children getting off the couch and being fitter, healthier and more active, Susan said. Playing team sports can help people throughout their lives, including in business. I also want to see more young people, especially girls, believing in their dreams. They need support and we need to create a level playing field for everybody. The Melbourne Awards are our city's highest accolade, celebrating significant contributions in sustainability, community, multiculturalism and strengthening Melbourne's profile. This year's winners include organisations celebrating Indigenous culture and sharing the stories of refugees, 
to one that has created 600 worm farms. Discover their inspiring stories online. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Melbourne Awards. 2017 Melbourne Awards Winners Contribution to Profile by a Corporation The Mulberry Group Contribution to Profile by a Community Organisation Melbourne International Comedy Festival Contribution to Community by a Community Tandarum by Ilbergeri Theatre Company Contribution to Community by a Corporation Pauline Gandel Children's Gallery Melbourne Museum Contribution to Environmental Sustainability by a Corporation Worm Lovers Proprietary Limited Contribution to Environmental Sustainability by a Community The Royal Agricultural Society of Victoria Contribution to Multiculturalism by a Community They Cannot Take the Sky Exhibition Behind the Wire and Immigration Museum Contribution to Multiculturalism by a Corporation Bastille Day French Festival Incorporated Your Say Letter of the Month I just wanted to say thank you for the tremendous upkeep maintained for Fitzroy Gardens. I live in East Melbourne and walk through the parks every day. I am regularly mesmerised by the amount of effort and precision that have gone into the gardening and the beauty that transpires. I am very grateful that we live in such an amazing place. Christian Share your thoughts with us at melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au Where can I find visitor services at the southern end of the central city? Whether you're entertaining guests from interstate or overseas, or looking for top restaurants after a game at the MCG, our new visitor services at Southern Cross Station offer a wealth of knowledge. Find the hub next to the Skybus Terminal and a kiosk on the corner of Burke and Spencer Streets. Learn more at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash visitor. Tweets at City of Melbourne From Sarah Moran 170-plus co-working spaces in Melbourne Bucket loads of people at City of Melbourne Startup Action Plan launch Congrats team At TSU Show and Friends From Lee the Ecologist Two galah nests and a cocky at Royal Park last night What will we find along the stock route tonight? Hashtag hollow blitz. From Tech Collect. How can you get rid of old electronics without sending them to landfill? Hashtags electronics, free, e-waste, recycling, Melbourne events. From Banksia FDN. Congrats to our Sustainable Cities Award winners. City of Melbourne with their Fitzroy Gardens redevelopment project. Hashtag Banksia 2017. From Moral Fairground, super excited about this year Fair at Square Ethical Lifestyle Festival in City of Melbourne. From Jane3053, so much fun today at Art Play Kids. Thanks at City of Melbourne and Art Play team, we had a blast. Instagram. The print edition of Melbourne Magazine shows a selection of recent images. From DeSanto underscore Z, the Balti Bridge, colourfully lit up at night. 
from Life in Melbs, a river scene taken on a clear day, showing the main footbridge crossing the river into Southbank and the pylon eatery and bar beneath. From Melbourne underscore photo blog, an aerial shot looking into Amy Park Stadium. The city skyline can be seen in the distance. From Ray of Melbourne, a long, narrow alleyway covered in colourful street art. Painted on the ground are the words, Melbourne, I love you. From Munda Latino, a shot looking up at the clock tower of the GPO building. From Rachel underscore Marsden, a band performing in front of the pipe organ at Melbourne Town Hall. From Sweetly underscore Captured, a night shot of the buildings along the river in Southbank. The wings of the Langham Hotel are lit up in gold. From Walking underscore Perspective, a shot looking along the footbridge in Birrarung Mar into the CBD. Share your Melbourne moments on Instagram with the hashtag MelbMoment. Connect with us. Facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Hollow Blitz. Thank you to all the citizen scientists who helped us find out which birds are nesting in local tree hollows during Hollow Blitz. This Australian first survey will help us better understand and protect urban biodiversity. Learn more at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash urban nature. Be sun safe. Stay cool this summer by keeping out of direct sunlight, taking advantage of our drink fountains and watching out for neighbours, friends and family who may be vulnerable to the heat. Learn more at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash summer sense. Becky's Urban Collage Stroll down Franklin Street, between Melbourne City Baths and RMIT, and you'll notice that the hoardings surrounding Metro Tunnel construction have had a colourful makeover. The large-scale artwork by renowned commercial designer and illustrator Becky Orpen is a collage featuring papers treated with inks, gouache, acrylics, pastels, colour pencils and watercolour. This is by far the biggest and coolest project I've done to date, Becky said. The collage aims to encourage passers-by to take delight in their surroundings as the city changes, while also reflecting the historical context of the site. Becky began her career as a textile designer and, over 20 years, her creative journey has included high-profile commercial projects for major fashion labels, four DIY craft books, children's books, international acclaim, celebrity fans and much more. You might also recognise Becky's bold, dreamlike style adorning products by ethical toilet paper company Who Gives a Crap and garments by Melbourne's own fashion label Gorman. In the last ten years, since having children, my work has continued evolving and I have combined the skills I've developed in illustration, art direction, styling and writing towards new projects, Becky said. As a public transport user, I see the Metro Tunnel project as an important part of the progress of the city, and public art just makes it even better, so I was pleased to have been lucky enough to be selected for this project. While at first glance Becky's work seems modern and colourful, the collage also invites us to look closer and observe its historical context. 
The designs I've created echo the architecture, local history, culture and indigenous flora of the area, both in obvious ways and in the abstract, Becky said. It's all about the combination of old and new, made and found, reflecting the growth and complexity of Melbourne. Keep an eye out for Becky's second collage, which has just popped up on the Metro Tunnel hoarding on a Beckett Street. For more information, visit metrotunnel.vic.gov.au. Becky's colourful artwork is only a taste of things to come. Metro Tunnel's creative strategy will guide the artworks and experiences that will be delivered across the construction sites. The creative strategy will work hand-in-hand with the urban design strategy to ensure the new stations and public spaces are designed well, feel safe and work for the people that use them. For more information on Metro Tunnel works relevant to your area, subscribe for updates at metrotunnel.vic.gov.au. Accompanying photographs show the Franklin Street artwork that is more than nine metres long and a glimpse inside Becky's studio where illustration meets design and craft. Queen Victoria Market. Open for business. Pop down to Queen Victoria Market this festive season to support local traders and soak up the vibrant atmosphere, which will continue in full force as renewal works commence next year. In fact, next year there will be a new greenhouse-style market pavilion in Queen Street, designed to deliver trading space for relocated traders. Following this year's business case and retail plan, which reaffirmed the challenges the market is facing, teams from Queen Victoria Market and the City of Melbourne are hard at work to secure its future. Lord Mayor Robert Doyle AC said the heritage of the site is central to the project. The proposed plans for the western end of sheds A to D will deliver critical market infrastructure while restoring the sheds and retaining the much-loved open-air trading environment, the Lord Mayor said. Shifting the back-of-house facilities below ground will enable the market to operate safely and efficiently while improving the visitor experience. To further protect the market's heritage, we've nominated it for inclusion on the National Heritage List. With the State Government's finalisation of the precinct planning controls, the plans for the adjacent Munro site redevelopment will be lodged shortly. The plans feature a community hub, child and maternal health facilities, new event space, market car parking, complimentary retail and hotel and residential facilities, including affordable housing. As works commence, the market remains open for business, the Lord Mayor said. We're supporting traders throughout the works with an $8 million support package alongside renewal and working to ensure that customers can find the traders they know and love and perhaps a few new surprises along the way. Come see your favourite trader and shop for your Christmas feasts and presents. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Queen Victoria Market. Sunday at the Baths Keep cool during summer at the historic Carlton Baths, where local artists will take to the stage every Sunday afternoon. December's lineup features hillbilly-inspired tunes from Fat Cousin Skinny, acoustic jazz standards from Sway Jazz, and indie folk prodigy Dominique Forster. There's something magical about having live music in outdoor spaces, 
It brings out that playful summer festival vibe in people, Dominey said. You can expect a whole ton of harmonies and folky finger-picking from us. The popular Sunday at the Bard series will also feature giant inflatables and other activities to keep the whole family entertained. Carlton Baths offers many ways for you to nurture your well-being and move your own way, from kids' swimming lessons to group fitness, personal training and more. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Carlton Baths. An accompanying photograph shows Dominique Forster, who's part of the lineup for live music by the pool. Pathways provide hope. Organisations with new and creative ideas that will make an enduring difference to homelessness are invited to apply for a share in $1.2 million to bring these ideas to life. The Pathways Innovation Fund, a partnership between the City of Melbourne and the Lord Mayor's Charitable Foundation, is now open for applications. A key purpose of the fund is to encourage partnerships between different types of organisations that could work together to achieve more for people experiencing homelessness. Advisory Committee member Carol Adicote, a strong advocate for people experiencing homelessness through her roles with the Homeless Youth Dual Diagnosis Initiative and Pets in the Park, encouraged applications. Even established groups with other funding sources are eligible to apply to the Pathways Innovation Fund if they have an idea that will make a difference, Carol said. For example, it would be great to explore storage solutions for people sleeping rough or rapid response programs that help get a roof over people's heads quickly. Carol emphasised the need for respect and understanding around homelessness where combinations of substance use, mental health, trauma, displacement and marginalisation can make people feel hopeless. Many people experiencing homelessness end up on the streets through no fault of their own. It's important that we are respectful and think, how would I like to be treated if I ended up in that situation, Carol said. Whatever projects are funded, we must remember that it's all about the person building their self-esteem and confidence. The Pathways Innovation Fund is part of a wider package to address homelessness, including outreach, safe nighttime spaces and support for businesses. Applications are open until the 8th of January. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash homelessness. An accompanying photo caption explains that Pets in the Park provides free veterinary care for pets of people experiencing homelessness. Inspiring Urban Thinkers Changing trends in jobs and innovation across the world are giving rise to new innovation districts. Physically compact, transit accessible and tech savvy, the mixed-use districts foster connectivity between leading institutions, companies and start-ups and promote quality of life. Nowhere is this more visible than north of the central city, where some of Melbourne's brightest minds are uniting to form an urban innovation district. Home to 21% of all knowledge sector jobs in Melbourne, the area features universities, the State Library of Victoria, Queen Victoria Market, Royal Exhibition Building, Trades Hall and Melbourne Museum. Through the Melbourne Innovation Districts Project, 
The City of Melbourne, RMIT and the University of Melbourne will work together to attract more small businesses, start-ups and social enterprises to the area. Melbourne's north is already home to world-leading innovations and future-focused think tanks, said Councillor Rees, chair of the planning portfolio. We want to capitalise on this fertile environment and drive investment in the knowledge economy. Upgrades to streets, parks and other public spaces in the area will help innovations flourish, offering new, collaborative green spaces, encouraging walking and cycling, and increasing the use of sensors, apps and other networking technologies. Through community events and improved public spaces, the Melbourne Innovation Districts will provide more opportunities for students, researchers and organisations to connect and collaborate, Councillor Rees said. It is exciting to think of the project pilots and collaboration that will take place, positioning our city for a prosperous and creative future. Martin Bean, CBE, Vice-Chancellor of RMIT University, said the Melbourne Innovation Districts will forge new links between industry sectors and urban clusters and help entrepreneurship thrive. Melbourne is a great education city. New jobs and services are being created where diverse communities come together with technology innovation and world-leading expertise, Mr Bean said. This partnership will focus and amplify what we are doing together to help design and shape the future. This project is the first in a series of innovation districts for Melbourne, following the success of similar models in Chicago, Barcelona, Boston and Shanghai. For more information, visit mid.org.au. An accompanying photograph shows Lord Mayor Robert Doyle AC with RMIT Vice-Chancellor Martin Bean, CBE, and University of Melbourne Vice-Chancellor Glyn Davis AC at the launch. Mission Boosts Business Extraordinary Melbourne companies, entrepreneurs, business owners and start-ups will take part in the City of Melbourne's business mission to Japan and China in March. The biennial business mission showcases our city's brightest minds in the fields of innovation, health and life sciences, urban sustainability and general aviation, promoting new global partnerships and investment. Councillor Louis, chair of the Prosperous City Portfolio, said the upcoming trip to Osaka and Tianjin, Beijing, Wuxi and Suzhou will be a unique opportunity for businesses chosen. As a capital city government, we know that investment in smart industries is vital to our future prosperity, and we have taken a lead role in fostering business and trade in the Asia-Pacific region, Councillor Louis said. Business missions have delivered millions of dollars in trade and investment for Melbourne, with global partnerships forged in industries such as biotech, urban design and education. I have no doubt that the 2018 mission will continue to foster significant commercial connections and nurture our strong and respectful relationships internationally. Stephen Evans, director of Leffler Symes Architects, says his company is now doing business with one of the world's biggest furniture stores in China after taking part in the 2016 mission. The business mission helped us expand on our business relationships with IKEA here in Australia. We are currently designing two new stores for IKEA as part of their expansion into China, Stephen said. That's allowed us to hire additional staff here in Melbourne and establish a new office in Shanghai. 
The City of Melbourne's business mission team helped us by setting up meetings with numerous Chinese building developers and design institutes, and as a result, we've now signed two memorandums of understanding to enable us to cooperate and explore working together. Overall, it was a very positive and productive experience for us. The 2016 business mission resulted in a total of 300 tailored business meetings and eight memorandums of understanding. Stay tuned to learn more about the businesses selected for 2018. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash melbmission. An accompanying photo shows Stephen Evans and Councillor Louis with delegates on the 2016 business mission. Startup Snaps Looking for images that convey the talent and diversity of your startup business? We've teamed up with That Startup Show to develop an inclusive, open-source library of stock images for the city's innovation and entrepreneurial community. The gallery features images relevant to health, biotech and co-working environments, as well as local makers, laneways and more. Drop by the website to access images. Highlighting and supporting a diverse and inclusive startup culture is core to the City of Melbourne's Startup Action Plan. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash startups. The accompanying photo shows Omar Nazir and Ruki Nazir from Kabaro, who are some of the local startup owners featured in the gallery. Photo credit City of Melbourne, that startup show. Photographer Ren Steiner. Events calendar. A few of our favourite things. Find more great events like this at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au. 30th of November to the 25th of December. Docklands Christmas projections. See the sculptures along New Quay Promenade come to life with colourful Christmas projections, a new and vibrant display set to delight people of all ages. 30th of November to the 25th of December. Giant Christmas bauble. Take a selfie amid the magical fairy lights of Federation Square's popular giant Christmas bauble. Illuminating the court opposite St Paul's Cathedral, the six-metre-high decoration will sparkle day and night. 1st of December. Kling Klang. Experience an outdoor dance party featuring local techno artists performing dark new works, specially commissioned for the City of Melbourne's extraordinary industrial sound sculpture, The Federation Bells. Find this feast of electronica on Middle Terrace at Birrarungma. 1st to the 17th of December. Mapping Melbourne. Immerse yourself in a series of multi-art form events celebrating Asian-Australian identity and cross-cultural creativity. Staged at various iconic venues across Melbourne, this festival features artists from Australia, China, Japan, India, Thailand and beyond. 2nd of December. Fair at Square Ethical Lifestyle Festival. Learn something new at Australia's biggest ethical lifestyle festival, featuring all things fair trade and socially aware. Bring your family and friends to enjoy great food, live entertainment, healthy cooking demonstrations, workshops, fun kids' activities and Christmas shopping that helps save the planet. 9th of December African Music and Cultural Festival 
Discover a feast of African music, dance, art, fashion and food at this free festival for all ages. With representatives from 35 African-Australian communities, this festival celebrates diversity and promotes cultural understanding. 15th of December Bart Tronica's annual Christmas party Get your thumbs ready for retro gaming at Bart Tronica's annual Christmas party, featuring an all-night happy hour, select games on free play and more. Find the fun on Flinders Lane. 19th of December The Australian Music Vault Turn up the volume on your love of Australian music as Art Centre Melbourne opens the Australian Music Vault. Featuring stories and collections from industry insiders, this free exhibition celebrates artists, producers, roadies and fans, everyone who has helped put Australian music on the map. 3rd to the 13th of January The Unbelievables Marvel at some of the world's greatest circus, magic and acrobatic performers as they offer a fast-paced mix of death-defying feats, mind-blowing illusions, comedy and dance, backed by a six-piece swing orchestra at Art Centre Melbourne. 5th to the 7th of January Melbourne Latin Summer Festival Cha-cha your way down to the Royal Botanic Gardens for a Latin American feast. This free multicultural festival offers fun for all ages, with art, entertainment, food and drink from more than 15 different countries. Until the 12th of January, Linden Postcard Show. Be inspired by hundreds of small artworks created by emerging and established artists at Linden New Art, currently in residence at Domain House and offering a range of public programs. Running for 27 years, the ever-popular postcard show encourages you to buy a work and support a living artist. 14th of January to the 4th of February Midsummer Festival Feel the buzz of 100,000 people celebrating diversity and inclusion at the Alexandra Gardens when the free Midsummer Carnival kicks off three weeks of festival fun. Then take your pick from 170 events celebrating LGBTQIA plus arts and culture at more than 100 venues. 15th of January to the 24th of January Signal Summer Get creative this summer through this arts program for young people packed with free workshops, exhibitions, performances and more. Work alongside professional artists, develop new skills and present your work at Signal M Pavilion and Testing Grounds. 24th of January to the 4th of February Drip Drop Play Explore the musical world of ice and water. Part of Art Play's New Ideas Lab program, Drip Drop Play is a sensory experience for children aged 2 to 12 created by professional artists in collaboration with little ones. 26th of January Australia Day Parade See more than 90 community and cultural groups march, sing and dance down Swanston Street with 12,000 spectators cheering them on. After the parade, head to King's Domain for family fun at the RACV Australia Day Festival, which includes entertainment from the Royal Air Force Roulettes and Peppa Pig. 26th of January, Australia Day at Docklands. 
Celebrate on Harbour Esplanade with the Great Australian Barbecue Food Truck Festival, roaming artists, interactive displays and activations at some of Docklands' favourite venues. Stick around for fireworks, launching from the roof of Etihad Stadium around 9pm. Sports. 1st of December. Disability Sport and Recreation Festival. Come and try every adaptive sport imaginable. Watch a disabled water skiing demonstration and see the law enforcement torch run at this free, accessible, family-friendly event. Featuring over 30 exhibitors and three activity zones along Crown Riverwalk, this festival promotes physically active lifestyles for all. 27th of December to the 2nd of January, Volvo Ocean Race. Feel the excitement of this epic 45,000 nautical mile yacht race, returning to Melbourne shores for the first time in more than a decade. Head to the race village on Harbour Esplanade in Docklands to enjoy on and off water entertainment, some of Melbourne's best food and drink, and activities for all ages. 15th to the 28th of January, Australian Open. Be a part of the action when the world's best tennis stars descend on Melbourne Park for two adrenaline-charged weeks, packed with excitement and entertainment for all the family. Get the word on what's on in the city. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash subscribe. Discover a festive wonderland. See the central city come to life like never before this Christmas festival with new attractions, retail and hospitality offerings to delight people of all ages. With City Square closed for Metro Tunnel Works, festive fun will spread far and wide. Celebrations Lord Mayor Robert Doyle AC said will be the biggest and best ever. Visitors will be taken on a uniquely Melbourne journey that starts and ends at St Paul's Court in Federation Square, which will be transformed into a magical Christmas wonderland, the Lord Mayor said. A new augmented reality app will also turn our iconic laneways into enchanted wonderlands where popular animated characters, including Santa and the Nutcracker Soldier, will come to life right before your eyes. Councillor Susan Riley, Chair of the Small Business, Retail and Hospitality Portfolio, said the Christmas trading season is the most important time of year for city businesses. Melbourne is about to come alive with festive cheer, and we are busy supporting our retailers and investing in free activations that attract hundreds of thousands of people, Councillor Riley said. As we begin to shop and celebrate, I encourage everybody to support our small businesses, which are the lifeblood of the city's economy. Discover the hidden gems in underground arcades, the maker's markets and the family businesses that have ingrained themselves into Melbourne life, they are the cultural fabric of our community. And don't forget our cafes and restaurants, clubs, chemists and food stores, which keep the city moving for the almost one million shoppers, workers and travellers who visit our city each day. Things to do. Visit Santa's house and step inside the giant Christmas bauble at Federation Square. Make some new friends on Christmas Day at a BYO picnic in Queen Victoria Gardens. Sing along with family-friendly carols by daylight at the Deacon Edge. Gaze up in awe at the new 16-metre Christmas tree in Federation Square. Discover new decorations across the city, including Santa's throne and sleigh. 
be dazzled by projections at sites including Federation Square, State Library Victoria and Docklands. Step back in time amid the old Treasury Building's cheerful installation of 1920s-style ornaments. Meet local artisans at markets across town, including the Blender Lane Night Market in Docklands. Tag hashtag Melb moment in your festive happy snaps. And much more. To plan your festive fun, dining and shopping, pick up a copy of our Christmas Guide or visit us online. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Christmas. Queen Victoria Market is open on the four days leading up to Christmas, making it a one-stop shop for top local produce and gifts galore. Wander the heritage sheds and discover a treasure trove of local artisans and designers, and stick around after dark on Wednesdays for the ever-popular night market. An accompanying photo shows Dolly from Joe Luzzi Flowers. New Year's Eve See the sky sparkle at midnight this New Year's Eve when our spectacular fireworks light up the night. The display is visible from anywhere you can see the city skyline, so pick a vantage point and tune into 99.7 FM to hear the uniquely Melbourne soundtrack produced by dance-pop duo Client Liaison. If you prefer to stay home, tune in to the live broadcast on Channel 7. Official live sites with entertainment will be open at Docklands, Flagstaff Gardens, Treasury Gardens and King's Domain from 9pm to 1am. All four live sites have toilets, first aid and catering available. Public transport is the best way to access the celebrations. As this is a very busy evening, aim to avoid Flinders Street Station. Alight at City Loop stations for access to live sites and expect long delays. Flagstaff Station, Melbourne Central Station and Parliament Station will all close at 11.45pm. Southern Cross Station and Flinders Street Station will remain open 24 hours. Flagstaff Station, Melbourne Central Station and Parliament Station will all close at 11.45pm. New Year's Eve is an alcohol-free event citywide. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash NYE. Santa's Little Helper Explore the Christmas festival with your smartphone and see colourful characters come to life in our laneways thanks to a new app from local immersive technology startup Foria. Trent Clues de Castella, co-founder and CEO of Foria, said the augmented reality app will blend the physical and digital worlds and spread Christmas cheer across the city. Our aim is to create a memorable adventure full of wonder and magic that brings static laneways and landmarks to life for anyone with a smartphone, Trent said. The fun, playful narrative of the app means that participants get to meet Santa's friends, explore their unique immersive worlds and help complete objectives to attain sweet collectibles and much more. Santa's Little Helper, a Melbourne laneways experience, was brought to life through a unique collaboration between some of the industry's most talented artists and developers. When you get these types of individuals in the same room for workshops and weekly sprints, I get goosebumps from the excitement for new ideas and outcomes that resonate. Trent said.
This is an incredibly forward-thinking project that highlights Melbourne's transformation to a world-leading smart city and innovation district. Passionate about leveraging emerging technology to enhance the way we live and thrive, Foria's other projects include using virtual reality to help alleviate pain and anxiety at the Royal Children's Hospital. Download Santa's Little Helper, a Melbourne laneways experience, for free from the iOS or Android app store to help find Santa, return his phone and save Christmas. Players will go into the draw to win a prize pack. The app will be live until the 25th of December. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Christmas. Good access is good business. Local businesses that take steps to become more accessible are enjoying more customers and increased profits. Monash University research shows that every $1 a business invests in accessibility generates up to $13 in extra revenue. Fiona Sweetman, a member of our Disability Advisory Committee and owner of local walking tour company Hidden Secrets, said that prioritising accessibility is critical to her business. Awareness is key to good customer service, let alone accessibility. Changes in footpaths, shade, noise and access to entryways. These are concerns for all our guests, Fiona said. In addition to offering wheelchair accessible routes, the Hidden Secrets team wear bright colours, avoid using microphones that can interfere with hearing aids, help clients hire assistance tools and more. While devising a special tour for clients with visual impairment, guides also found they became more attuned to their senses, which has enriched all their tours. Where we incorporate tactile moments, textures, light and shade, and underfoot certainty throughout our tours, the experience is safer for all and respectful without singling anyone out, Fiona said. It's important to note that accessibility is not about treating people differently. It's about respect. Your clients with access requests don't want to be treated as less or more. They understand the struggle way before you have. Fiona advised businesses to carefully consider what they can achieve and to reach out for advice and expert assistance where required. Your investment in your business is based on planning and viability, but also look at the opportunities accessibility can present, Fiona said. A small adjustment can not only demonstrate your care for the community, but also make your business really stand out. Our Good Access is Good Business program supports businesses in meeting legal and community expectations. Training information and resources, including the Good Access Handbook, are available online. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash accessible businesses. Culture Lab Artist Shines A choreographic work developed through the Arts House Culture Lab has been awarded two prestigious Bessie Awards, New York's foremost salute to groundbreaking dance and performance. Conceived in 2014, Anthony Hamilton's work Meeting has since been touring the world. I'm a choreographer interested in notions of the natural and the artificial, Anthony said. Meeting presents a kind of playful duel between humans and machines, 
testing their respective abilities, intelligence and dexterity. As the development arm of Arts House, Culture Lab offers selected artists and companies the time, space and financial assistance to experiment, investigate and create. The holistic approach aims to support projects from idea to incubation, premiere and beyond. The Culture Lab initiative is one of the most beneficial platforms for artists to develop new work in Melbourne, Anthony said. As well as time and space to work, Culture Lab also provides expertise, mentorship and threads of connection to the wider arts community, including presenters visiting Melbourne. These connections were one of the catalysts for the later international success of my work. Anthony is about to embark on a new commission with Sydney Dance Company, and the final instalment of a three-year residency at Dance Makers in Toronto. Keep an eye out for the next round of Culture Lab Artists, performing soon at Arts House. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash artshouse. City Treasures on Show Explore Melbourne's most fascinating objects and the stories behind them on our new City Collection website. From the city's first brick and unrealised design plans to Moomba relics and an Olympic torch, the City of Melbourne has collected 8,000 items of cultural material since the 1850s, valued at $64 million. Councillor Rohan Leppert, Chair of the Arts, Culture and Heritage Portfolio, said the new website will appeal to art buffs, historians, lovers of kitsch and anyone with an interest in Melbourne's history. From stuffy portraits and ceremonial garb to photos of potholes and drawings of a Melbourne that might have been, our city collection ranges from the sublime to the ridiculous, with everything in between, Councillor Leppert said. What makes it so special is that it's big enough to reflect the city and its narratives, yet intimate enough to stay connected to the streets and its stories. More than 1,000 of the eclectic items are now available to browse online, with another 3,000 to be added over the next year. For more information, visit citycollection.melbourne.vic.gov.au Highlights The piano Paul McCartney played during a reception for the Beatles at Town Hall in 1964, leading an impromptu sing-along. A certificate presented to Nelson Mandela in 1990, making him an honorary freeman of the City of Melbourne, soon after his release from prison. Town Hall murals by the renowned Napier Waller, who relearned his craft with his non-dominant hand after losing his right arm during World War I. The $8 million Town Hall Grand Organ, which features 10,000 pipes and uses 90,000 cubic feet of air. A brick from the first brick house built in the city of Melbourne, on the corner of Queen and Burke Streets. A portrait of Mayor Samuel Amos by famous Australian painter Tom Roberts, one of the few artworks that survived the Town Hall fire of 1925. An original mayoral chain worth $1.3 million, handmade by early Australian goldsmiths. An accompanying photograph shows Ron Robertson Swan's controversial public artwork, Vault, now located outside the Australian Centre for Contemporary Art, which is part of the City Collection.
The Master of All Meter Men Young metal spinner Alan Dyer joined the city of Melbourne as a parking meter repairer in 1971 and, over 40 years, became one of the best in the business. In the early days, a team of 20 metre men would check and wind up the central city's 16,500 metres daily. We would easily walk 10 miles a day. It was a great job, walking about in the sunshine, Alan said. Most importantly, our team was one big happy family, and our managers were always top blokes. Sometimes we'd have to fix machines after people jammed in a brass washer instead of a 10-cent piece. But washers cost 14 cents, so they hadn't done their sums. Parking meters originated in Oklahoma in 1935, in response to retailers reporting poor sales when people parked outside their stores all day. Hobart was the first Australian city to introduce parking meters in 1955, closely followed by Melbourne the next year, just before the Olympic Games. Over the years... Alan's job kept evolving as parking meter mechanisms changed from something similar to a clock or a watch to more sophisticated electronic versions. The new meters are very clever. They are the Rolls-Royce of ticket machines, Alan said. On retirement, Alan was presented with a meter signed by all the guys in his workshop, which takes pride of place amid his treasure trove of parking and car memorabilia. Look out for the next generation of multi-bay parking metres being rolled out across the municipality, featuring improved functionality such as tap-and-go credit card payment and interactive touchscreens. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash parking. The accompanying photograph shows Operations Manager Greg Vanekis and Alan Dyer at the Citywide Depot amid ticket machines of various generations. Redundant roads go green. Residents in the growing suburbs of North and West Melbourne are enjoying new, cool, green spaces, thanks to creative transformations of underused roads and expansion of smaller pocket parks. The latest urban oasis can be found between Railway Place and Miller Street in West Melbourne, where works have included the demolition of some portions of road, new landscaping, and a small, partially-fenced dog off-leash play park. Richard Middleton lives opposite the park, and the works have seen his street transformed into a more peaceful cul-de-sac. I'm really thrilled about the reduction in traffic and the greater amenity for everyone, especially as families move into the new apartments and need open space for recreation, Richard said. The expansive new landscaped areas, including the grassed areas and the off-leash park, especially on warm days, seem to be bustling with activity. The park is next to the station and en route for many people, so it is a convenient place to meet with friends. Other works at Railway Miller include changing some parking bays from angle to parallel to allow for new tree planting on the median strip and improved pedestrian safety. At least 35 new trees will be planted across the park, providing shady spaces for locals and helping reduce the urban heat island effect through the increased canopy. The increased number of trees is already having an impact, with plants blooming for spring and new trees taking to their new environment, Richard said. 
Council has also designed strategies for using stormwater to filter through planted areas before running off. This has left us with a very appealing planted strip along the area that used to be the slip road. It now provides a nice walking path among extensive native planting. The next open space project is now underway at the intersection of Hawke and Attlee Streets in North Melbourne. The expanded park will feature a larger playground, seating, garden beds, drainage, lighting, picnic facilities, barbecue and 20 new trees. Keep an eye out for other completed parks on Errol and Howard Streets in North Melbourne. These new open spaces are part of the City of Melbourne's commitment to greening in North and West Melbourne and across the municipality. Over the past 30 years, we have transformed more than 80 hectares of underused asphalt and other infrastructure into public open space. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash open space. Coda Dojo Carlton a free coding and robotics club at Kathleen Syme Library and Community Centre has received a grant to help kids improve their digital literacy. Tamara Jones and Alicia Queers are the passionate co-champions behind Coda Dojo Carlton, which offers young ninjas skills for future jobs in the new knowledge economy. Anyone aged 7 to 17 can visit Coda Dojo Carlton, where they can learn to code, build a website, create an app or a game, and explore technology in an informal and creative way, Tamara said. We often get ninjas with a limited knowledge of coding come to our sessions, and within a short time, we are going to them for troubleshooting. Part of a worldwide Coder Dojo movement, the Carlton Club allows participants to pursue their own projects with guidance from mentors. At the end of each session, kids are invited to showcase their work. Fostering a culture of respect, inclusion and positivity is a key focus of the group. We hope that the kids will transform from consumers to producers and creators of future technologies, Alicia said. We also hope to encourage more individuals to open Coda Dojos in their communities. The grant will help Coda Dojo Carlton further explore coding and robotics and enrich their community through club t-shirts, new equipment and end-of-term celebrations. The best way to start your journey is to reach out to your local Kota Dojo as a potential ninja or mentor or champion and see what they offer, Tamara said. The Kota Dojo community is very friendly and you won't regret becoming involved. Kota Dojo Carlton runs every second Thursday from 4.30pm to 6pm during school terms. Registrations are required. Our community grants help schools and not-for-profit organisations run programs that improve people's quality of life. This year, 60 recipients have shared in $500,000, with nearly $5.5 million provided since 2008. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash community grants. An accompanying photograph shows an M-Bot, one of the robots used at the Kota Dojo. Ink in the Blood Get the scoop on the symbiosis between Melbourne and its newspapers in a new exhibition at City Gallery. Ink in the Blood features a collection of artworks, cartoons, historic photographs, illustrations and glass plate transparencies 
curated by journalist Andrew Stevens. How have Melbourne's newspapers helped shape the city? For much of their history since the 1840s, newspapers have been the primary source of information about so many things, from local and overseas news, to politics, the arts, social life and law and order, to retail and employment opportunities, to expert opinion and comment on everything from civic life to politics. This has gradually been eroded, first with television since 1956, and, since the late 1990s, the primacy of the internet and its massive restructuring of how information is accessed and disseminated. What was your inspiration for Ink in the Blood? Newspapers have been wonderful at cataloguing and recording the life of Melbourne, but have perhaps underplayed their own highly significant contribution to this. The aim of the exhibition is to explore their crucial role in helping to form the psyche or psychogeography of the city. This is a story of busy hands and ticking clocks, the vigorous daily race against time to reflect the city's life and personality and connect it to the world beyond. What is your favourite part of the exhibition? One of the most interesting aspects of the research was the abundance of photographs showing how newspapers, as physical objects, were such a strong presence in the city and how much people depended on them and how very quickly this has changed. My favourite item is the Angus O'Callaghan photo of a Flinders Street Station newsstand. It clearly shows an era when newspapers were crucial to the life of the average Melbourneian. How are the changes in the newspaper industry impacting the community? The rapid changes in the newspaper industry are little different to those which have affected so many other industries. Massive restructuring, immense reliance on digital technology, vastly less reliance on manual skills, and a huge decline in employees. In newspapers, one of the biggest impacts for the community has been the loss of so many experienced and highly skilled journalists and editors. The exhibition is not a nostalgic yearning stating that the old days were better. Rather, it is an acknowledgement and recording of the enormous amount that newspapers have contributed to the life and psyche of the city. And they are still being published and read, and are still an important part of that story. Ink in the Blood runs until the 17th of February. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash city gallery. An accompanying photograph shows a Flinders Street newsstand, photographed by Angus O'Callaghan, circa 1968 to 1971. In brief. Free immunisation. Is your child due for their measles, mumps, rubella and meningococcal vaccinations? Visit our sessions run by community health nurses at Carlton Baths, Community Hub at the Dock, Boyd Community Hub and North Melbourne Community Centre. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash immunisation. Christmas party for seniors. Our popular Seniors Christmas Party is on again in December at Town Hall. Run by friendly volunteers in festive costumes, this event is a key part of our program for older people, promoting joy and inclusion at a time when some people feel lonely. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash seniors Student Welcome Desk Our Student Welcome Desk at Melbourne Airport is a one-stop shop for international students. 
With more than 175,000 students arriving every year, friendly staff members manned the desk from 7am to midnight, seven days a week. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash welcome desk. Smart City Award We are proud to have been awarded the Smart City Excellence Award at China's Smart City In Focus event. The award recognises intellectual leadership and vision, along with execution and deployment of innovative smart solutions. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash smart city Syringe Disposal Did you know we provide 470 syringe disposal bins? daily weekday syringe clean-up services and fast on-call collection of inappropriately discarded syringes? We also offer safe syringe disposal education. Request a syringe collection online. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash syringe disposal Your Council The Right Honourable Lord Mayor Robert Doyle, AC Portfolio Chair Major Projects and Major Events, and Aboriginal City. Phone 9658 9658. Email lordmayor at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood. Portfolio Chair, Finance and Governance. Phone 9658 9658. Email aaron.wood, that's spelled A-R-R-O-N dot W-O-O-D, at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Nicholas Francis Gilly, MBE Portfolio Chair, Transport Phone 9658 9038 Email nicholas.francisgilly That's spelt n-i-c-o-l-a-s dot f-r-a-n-c-e-s-g-i-l-l-e-y at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Rohan Leppert, Portfolio Chair, Arts, Culture and Heritage, phone 9658-9051, email rohan.leppert, that's spelled R-O-H-A-N dot L-E-P-P-E-R-T, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Philip Lelou, Portfolio Chair, International Engagement, phone 9658-9630, email philip.lelu, that's spelt p-h-i-l-i-p dot l-e-l-i-u, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Kevin Louie, Portfolio Chair, Prosperous City, phone 9658-9170, email kevin.lui, that's spelt k-e-v-i-n dot l-o-u-e-y, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Cathy Oak, Portfolio Chair, Environment, phone 9658-9086. Email kathy.oak, that's spelled C-A-T-H-Y dot O-K-E, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Nicholas Rees, Portfolio Chair, Planning, phone 9658-9704. Email nicholas.rees, that's spelled N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S dot R-E-E-C-E at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Susan Riley, Portfolio Chair, Small Business, Retail and Hospitality, phone 9658-9636, email 
susan.riley, that's spelled S-U-S-A-N dot R-I-L-E-Y, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Tessa Sullivan, Portfolio Chair, People City, phone 9658 9056, email tessa.sullivan, that's spelled T-E-S-S-A dot S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Jackie Watts, Portfolio Chair, Knowledge City, phone 9658 8580. Email jackie.watts, that's spelled J-A-C-K-I-E dot W-A-T-T-S at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Postal address for all councillors, City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria, 3001. Fax for all councillors, 03 9658 Council meetings. December. Future Melbourne Committee. Tuesday the 5th of December, 5.30pm. Council. Tuesday the 12th of December, 5.30pm. January. There are no meetings scheduled for January 2018. All committee meetings are held in Council Meeting Room, Level 2, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. All council meetings are held in Council Chamber, Public Gallery, Level 3, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. On occasion, council meetings are rescheduled or special meetings of the committees and council are called. For upcoming council and committee meeting dates and times, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. Changes to the meeting schedule are published at melbourne.vic.gov.au and on the notice board at the front of the Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building. Lord Mayor's Commendations Mary White, Café et Torta Turmeric lattes, green smoothies and cronuts might come and go, but honest, home-style fare made with love has been a recipe of success for Café et Torta. Set in the historic Royal Arcade off Little Collins Street, the bustling cafe has been a favourite of locals and visitors alike for nearly two decades. Husband and wife team Mary and Andrew White are at the helm of this family-run business, which offers an extensive menu based on the Mediterranean diet, with an emphasis on vegetarian dishes. Popular dishes include Mary's mother's slow-cooked beef ragu pasta, lentil soup and bruschetta complemented by a mouth-watering range of artisan pastries, excellent coffee and an ever-evolving wine list. From day one, our focus has been on quality ingredients, fresh produce and simply prepared food that's big on flavour. And we always try to source sustainable and ethical options, Mary said. We wanted to bring some old-world European charm to the city and we think it's the perfect place to settle in for the afternoon take a break from sightseeing or shopping, and watch the world go by. For us, it's so important to make our customers feel welcome. We treat them like our guests. We love what we do, so it makes it easy. While the city has changed around them, Andrew and Mary have remained focused on their original vision. There's been a huge increase in the number of people passing through the city every day, Mary said. The market has also changed considerably. There are so many more places to eat, which in turn means our customers are much more educated now. 
and that's a great thing. Café Etorta was one of 38 small business owners awarded a Lord Mayor's Commendation in 2017. The commendations recognised the long-term commitment and contribution of Melbourne's small business proprietors to the City of Melbourne. We are so grateful to receive a Lord Mayor's Commendation. It was a lovely reminder of how important it is to stay focused and stay true to yourself, Mary said. Melbourne has really grown up and become a living city. It's wonderful to be part of it. Discover more Lord Mayor's Commendation recipients online. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash commendations. The accompanying photograph shows Mary White, who runs Café Torta with her husband Andrew. Contact City of Melbourne Phone 03-9658-9658 7.30am to 6pm or visit melbourne.vic.gov.au or melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash contact us. National Relay Service Teletypewriter TTY uses phone 133677 then ask for 03-9658-9658. Speak and Listen uses phone 1300-555-727 then ask for 03-9658-9658. In person... Melbourne Town Hall, Administration Building, 120 Swanston Street, Melbourne, 7.30am to 5pm, Monday to Friday. Postal Address, City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria 3000. Feedback. To provide feedback, contact the City of Melbourne or email melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Online version. Subscribe to the online version at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Melbourne Mag. Audio version. To receive a copy, contact Vision Australia. Email printaccess at visionaustralia.org or call 2 Connect. Facebook. facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Twitter, twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Instagram, instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Interpreter Services. We cater for people of all backgrounds. Please call 03-9280-0726. Amharic, 03-9280-0716. Cantonese, 03-9280-0717. Greek, 03-9280-0718 Indonesian 03-9280-0719 Italian 03-9280-0720 Mandarin 03-9280-0721 Somali 03-9280-0722 Spanish 03-9280-0723 Turkish 03-9280-0724 Vietnamese 03-9280-0725 All other languages 03-9280-0726 Disclaimer Information and events in this publication are current at the time of printing. Subsequent changes may occur. 
The City of Melbourne does not guarantee that this publication is without flaw or wholly appropriate for your purposes. It and its employees expressly disclaim any liability for any loss or damage, whether direct or consequential, suffered by any person as the result of or arising from reliance on any information contained in the publication. All applicable copyrights reserved for the City of Melbourne. Except for any uses permitted under the Copyright Act 1968, Commonwealth, no part of this publication may be reproduced in any manner or in any medium, whether electronic or otherwise, without the express permission of the City of Melbourne. You have been listening to Melbourne, your City of Melbourne magazine, December 2017 to January 2018. This production has been made possible by the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. This audio version has been produced by Vision Australia. Website www.visionaustralia.org Care has been taken in the recording of this publication, but Vision Australia does not accept responsibility for the results of specific action taken on the basis of this recording, nor for any error or omission. This recording is copyright. No unauthorised copying, broadcasting or public performance is permitted. Your narrator was David Tredinick. This concludes the recording.